Hello, Jared Alcoholic. Jared. From Chicago, I'm living out here now. Um, where to start? I don't know. I was, thank you, Monica, for asking me to come speak. It was one of those things where I haven't spoken in a while. I'm feeling rusty and I'm in the mirror putting on this shirt. I'm like, oh, I'm so fat. May pop somebody, pop the front row, a button may go, you know. Oh, these pants are so tight. I should cancel. You know, I shouldn't show up, but just one of those things. Um, I have a sobriety date of January 1st, 2019. Grateful for that. It was crazy. I want to show you, tell you in a general manner what it was like, what happened, and what I'm doing now. Um, had a good childhood. Everything was normal, family together, and I always felt different. You know, I never felt comfortable. And so when I took a, when I was 17, I decided to start drinking because I was going off to college and I figured I'm going to prime myself to be cool. I want to start drinking. And once I get out, you know, I'm watching TV and everybody's cool in the frat houses and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, I want that to be me. You know, growing up in high school, I was bullied. I was a nerd. I'm a geek, still a geek, whatever. <laughs> come, come to accept it. Thanks to the steps, but I'll get into that. And I took that first drink and it's kind of interesting the alcohol I started with is the alcohol that I ended with. So I took that first drink of Bacardi and it was, it just quieted everything. And I hear, and I, I brought this into like a meditation thinking about it. I hear people say in Alcoholics Anonymous, I love the effect produced. And what that effect produced by alcohol did for me was remove all my fears. I'm full of fear, which leads me to be selfish, self-centered, and just fearful of everything, fearful of you, fearful of, but you may be thinking about me. I'm thinking about a scenario that never even happened. And I already have a plan of how I'm going to like kick somebody's ass and tell you, read you to the T, you know? So that's kind of what that looked like. I uh, went off to college and, you know, my dream came true. I drank a lot. I was cool. I was able to get booze for everybody. And that just progressed and progressed. They say it's a progressive disease. And they being you guys, I came here and I didn't know what alcohol was. I'm like, I'm having a great time. And it was fun until it wasn't for me. So I'm having a great time. I'm throwing keggers and all this shit. And it was things, looking back, it was never social. Like I had a kegger and it was more about me waiting in line to get more beer. And then after the kegger, like you said, like I was supposed to return the keg, you know, get the deposit back. But I, the keg is there for another week and I'm just pumping warm beer. And what my drinking looked like was, I don't know, I would get kicked out of clubs. I went to a punk rock club and got banned from the Bad Religion show, of all things. They're like, the owner himself, he's like, don't come back here, you're not allowed. I went to another club and got chained to the gate. And, you know, <laughs> and security kicked my ass because I simply said some smart. I faked the British accent for 30 minutes trying to get into a place. It was just one, I have all these weird, yeah, they let me in eventually. My friend said he, he either, the bouncer was either really stupid or just felt sorry for you. But I had to drink. That's why I did all these things. I had the drink. It progressed. I ultimately lost nine jobs. I was a no-call, no-show. Like, I had every excuse. So I just, one day, I was just going to vendor, a binge, and just stop showing up. You know, so I learned unemployment really well. Things progressed. <laughs> I'm able to help out in sobriety with people going to unemployment things. But anyway, <laughs> things, things progressed. And I never knew that I would be in Alcoholics Anonymous. It kind of reminds me of Bill's story where he's thinking, you know, he's in college and, you know, he's going to be um, in charge of high enterprises and really be somebody. And I watched all my peers go out and do good things. But it's like I just got wrapped up in this alcoholism and I didn't even know what it was. I did many different things. I tried an alcohol moderation specialist. I would call her when I'm tempted to drink and she would talk to me for an hour, charge 150 
and try to down, you know, talk me about moderating and having three drinks. That never happened. I tried an abuse, a medication you take. I drank on that. I tried naltrexone. I drank on that. I tried psychiatry, going to a psychiatrist, psychologist, therapy. Nothing worked until I got here. So what happened was I also got into an outside issue, aka crack, and that went really bad. Um, and my friend, who's ironically was my drinking buddy, was like, hey, dude, you have a problem. You know, I just recently went to re he went to rehab out here. And he was like, hey, you know, you're gay. You're cool. You should go to this treatment because, you know, I enjoyed it and I think you'll get some help there. So I did. I signed up, came out here. And this was my first introduction to Alcoholics Anonymous. You guys took me. They took me to, to meetings. And I was like, what is I was so upset. You know, everybody's clapping and happy and talking about spiritual awakenings. It, it just seemed so cryptic and cheesy and culty. And I was just miserable. And I needed to be, it hit that point of desperation. You know, I said that prayer over my toilet while I was vomiting alcohol and some blood and stuff. And I just really needed help. And it got really messy. Um, and I just gave up. I was really desperate to do something. I didn't know what that looked like. When I was here, I was really confused about what was happening. And I love Alcoholics, Alcoholics Anonymous today. When I came in, you all said, get a sponsor, you know, work the steps. And that's what I did. I got a sponsor because I want the phase up in treatment. So I got the sponsor. But the thing is, they say, look for somebody, you know, look for a sponsor that has something you have. And I remember I selected my sponsor because I was at a meeting being all pissed off because I was trying to raise my hand to like get a sponsor and make my little announcement. And I saw this guy laughing his ass off across the room. And I just wanted to really laugh like that. So I asked him and then the rest is history. We got into the work. He came to my treatment center and we got started. You know, I did inventory, fifth step, all the good stuff, sixth step. I had to, you know, define what a higher power was for me, even though I didn't know what that was. It's progressive. Like my disease is progressive. So I know my spirituality, my, it has to be progressive as well of like, as that progresses, I'm able to redefine what my higher power is and what my higher power is omnipotent and knows everything, you know, and can provide for me. And it was hard to see that at first, but like looking back, I know that I'm safe and protected. And that's been the, the most remarkable thing about this program. You know, when no one's around, I have my higher power I can rely on. And I'm a, I'm already okay. Even though things happen, and, you know, I get bitchy and upset and people say things that I gotta, I just did an inventory not too long ago. It was um, about expectations of others. I had to revisit that. Cause I had some expectations of people when people fall short and I'm playing the actor we talk about this in the big book if you're new. I'm trying to arrange everything and I was getting upset and it got painful and it's just too much. I'm like, what tools do I have? And that's another reason I love Alcoholics Anonymous. I was provided with so many free tools. You know, I tried this therapist and specialist and nothing helped my drinking until I got here. And it's really cool when the obsession was lifted. I don't think about it anymore. That's wild. I wish I can like throw that on somebody. <laughs> You know, because that was my life. I would center everything around booze. In Chicago, I moved to the hood so I can save money and drink. That was my plan. Save money, drink. I was down the street from a bar, walking distance. This, this is perfect to live, you know? So it's like, it's a paradigm shift. And a paradigm shift to me is my spiritual experience in the sense that I'm doing something different than what I used to do. So I went through the steps, you know, and I remember my sponsor saying, you're going to get this back. And I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to sponsor. I'm not ready to sponsor people. I don't want to deal with people's problems. But, <laughs> I, but once I got a taste of sponsorship and started working with somebody else and helping out, that's the meat and potatoes of my program, giving it back. 
I love service work. That's why I love Alcoholics Anonymous today. Because at first I was like, whatever, you guys are crazy, nuts. And just seeing the shift of slowly going through the steps, I realized how I changed when progressing through the steps. It was always something, my fears subside. I still have fear, but it subsided and allowed me to carry on until I reached the prize. And today, what my life looks like is a, I have a great life. I never knew that, you know, everything's not perfect, but I have tools where I can deal with anything that comes my way. I recently found my, Alcoholics Anonymous has been there for me. You know, everything in hindsight, I know I'm okay. I recently found my roommate overdosed, dead, you know. AA, all you guys picked me up. Everyone reached out, called me. I was able to get through it. I never felt, back in the day, I would have drank over that. I would drink if I'm happy. I would drink if I'm sad. Today, I don't have to pick up no matter what. And that's a really crazy thing. We have a community here in the world that doesn't have any connections. We have something special here. And that's what I love about AA. I love, I've actually loved being a GSR. Not many people do. <laughs> Secretly is my jam. You know, it keeps me busy. <laughs> So I love this shit. I love, you know, helping out. I love helping other people. I love, I go pick up people for meetings and that's just, just, it keeps me sober. And I actually enjoy it. I never was this way. If you inconvenience me, oh hell, where's some change for some, some gas? You know, like I need something in return. Alcoholics Anonymous has definitely changed my perspective on life. And, you know, I'm able to, I, what it looks like. Um, I mentioned the obsessions lifted. I do charity events at bars, sell jello shots. I actually, um, the <laughs> We raised money. Yeah. I was a, I was actually selling a jello shot, and this one guy was like, Oh, I'm sober. I'm like, Oh, really? Me too. He was like, I have 32 years. And we were able to connect over that. And it was like five other people who were sober too, because I was making around making sales. <laughs> and it's it's really cool that we're all over the place, you know. And I used to be a complete wreck, but I'm able to show up today. You know, I'm able to speak in front of you and not be drunk or have to take something and smoke a little powder. And for that, I'm grateful. So if you're new. If you're new, get a sponsor, give yourself a chance. I hope you're desperate like I was, because that's the pl best place to be. And just work some steps and you will get better. It's guaranteed. Thanks for having me.